And now, from the dark corners of the internet, where exploits run wild, packets aren't the only things that are getting sniffed, and the beer flows steady, it's Paul.com Security Weekly! Sponsored by Tenable Network Security, the creators of Nessus, the world's best vulnerability scanner. Tenable Security Center extends the power of Nessus through reporting, passive vulnerability scanning, log correlation, and much more. Tenable, unified security monitor. Core security technologies, helping you penetrate your network. Rock out with your sploit out. Listen to this podcast and qualify to receive a 10% discount on Core Impact, the world's best penetration testing tool. Now, give the intern control of your botnet and pour yourself a beverage, preferably a beer. Here's your host. He's a few no-op short of an exploit. Hey, I just met you and this is crazy, but here's my IP and then map me maybe, Paul Asadorian. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Paul.com Security Weekly. This is episode 296 for July 12th. 2012. We've, of course, got a fantastic show for you, as always, in the uh, couple of weeks prior here to uh, Black Hat and DEF CON and B-Sides. We're all uh, very excited about those particular conferences, of course. We hope to see all of our listeners out there. And please visit our table at DEF CON for a very special surprise, which came to me in the mail much to everyone's surprise, chagrin and shock and amazement. I actually heard it made you scream like a little girl. It did. So if you want to scream like a Not little girl, that all in good fun, come to our booth at DEF CON. Oh, heck yeah. Scared the crap um, out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's frightening, isn't it? Um, we'll, of course, have t-shirts for sale. So please come buy yours. And uh, we got toddler sizes, girls tank tops. Please come by, buy a t-shirt. Um, what else do we have on tap for this evening? Register for offensive countermeasures at Black Hat. Last chance to sign up very soon. See the notes in the see the links in the show notes for more information. <laughs> what is that, dude? You call yourself a Star Wars fan? <laughs> oh boy! Somebody's sitting on the microphone again. <laughs> oh, I can hear it now. Yes, thank you, Chewy. Yeah, uh, episode it could be could be worse. This is this is also this one. You know what's funny is if you poke Larry in the belly, he makes wookie sounds. That's right. <laughs> so uh, Larry's, of course, here to my left making wookie sounds. Yeah, well, stop poking me in the belly. Sorry. <laughs> Jack Daniel is here. Where? Full of cheer and joy. Welcome, Jack. I think that's the irony of it is that you have the Santa Claus beard, which would make some people think that you're jolly and full of joy. But really, it's quite the opposite. Speaking in, of which, I saw, it is. I saw a picture on the internet the other day. Oh my god, I saw a picture on the internet that reminded me of Jack, and I'm going to see if I can find it. Wait, the pictures? The internet has pictures? Yeah. <laughs> Allison Nixon is here with us. Welcome, Allison. Hi, everyone. Just woke up half an hour ago, and this is my breakfast. Beer for breakfast. Right. I mean, that's Yay. really... It's a fruity beer, though, so yeah, it's, it's, it's healthy. Fruit. It's, it's raspberry. It's tasty. Like, yeah. You want some yogurt tasty. to go with your yogurt. raspberry beer? <laughs> raspberry yogurt beer. <laughs> what is that? Welcome to the internet. I'll be your guide. <laughs> it does look like Jack. I think he posed for that picture. 
Um, <laughs> Dave the AV guy is here. <laughs> Welcome, Dave. Hello, everyone in TV land. Making it happen on the production Outfit side. Check. Challenge. And coming to us from Sandsfire, it's John Strand, Darren Wigley, and Tim Tomes. Welcome, guys. Yay. Go yes. Wow, there's like a three-part harmony there. Uh, and they're all in the same hotel room. I don't well, want to know. They were really quick to deny being naked. Room, so yes, it would qualify. We're actually in Kevin Johnson's classroom, and we're trying to think of something that we can do that won't get us kicked out from the Sands Institute. Rats. Well, maybe not that hard. <laughs> go Rats. big or go home. Rats. That's right. Rats. It you know what you way, should everybody do? on Facebook and Twitter, please do me a favor and wish Kevin Johnson a happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Kevin Johnson. Yeah, so be sure to send him emails. It's Kevin at secureideas.net. <laughs> nice, nice. He wants lots of people to send him birthday wishes. Um, what was it? You could do the trick with the can that makes a gunshot noise. That was fun, no? But the problem is Kevin's not there. No, Kevin's not here. That and the cans in Washington, D.C. don't seem to work. I think it's a oh, different tried it distributor of the gotcha. cans, but they, they worked great in Orlando. Um. Episode 300 of Paul.com Security Week will be recorded, of course, Friday, August 31st, in support of a cure for breast cancer. We will broadcast live all day, have special guests, and drink beer. Mark it on your calendars. Uh, in other administrative-related news, everyone, moment of silence for our Ning social network. Okay, that's enough. I think, <laughs> I think Ning may actually be sold for less money than Dig. Although all of it might seem like pocket change. Wow. I have never heard of that. Is it like some link aggregator site? Ning is like a, it's a social community of forums and blogs and videos. And it was cool for a little. So I saw someone tweeted today that uh, Dig sold for point zero 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 five Instagrams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Even less Instagrams could have bought you Ning. So it was really just a haven for spam and it wasn't getting a lot of use. So we killed it. And I want to thank everyone for participating in that. But in the meantime, um, those of you that did register for a Ning account, I will send you one email. One email. Uh, because you were part of the Ning community, I will send you one email. I will thank you for that. And I will tell you that you can, rather than participate in Ning, follow us on Twitter. Paul.com is my handle. Uh, everyone else's handle is on the video. Larry's uh, Hacksaw of the Matrix. Yes. Jack underscore Daniel. Grand JS. Um, and everyone else's Twitter handle, we'll make sure we... Ra Rasmus21, Carlos um, underscore Perez. Landmaster53. Anyone? Do we miss anyone? Uh, Five? Nixon.nixoff. There you go. Yes. Okay. So all of us are on Twitter. Um, the Paul.com crew has a Facebook account. If you go to Facebook.com forward slash the real Paul.com, all spelled out, um, you can find our Facebook page, and I have been updating that more regularly. You can also add... Uh, most of us, including myself on Google Plus. Yes. I uh, just searched for Paul Asadorian. Uh, I'll have a good email account to be associated with that soon. Um, but find us on Google Plus. Uh, I've started updating stuff there. And join our mailing list, mail.paul.com.com, and uh, look for a newsletter mailing list coming out in the near future. So, yay. Enough administrivia. Let's get on with the interview with Ben and Lawrence from the Pen Testicles blog. Lawrence Monroe is a hacker, sprinter, kickboxer. Six plate buffet smasher, hater of people, horrendous ped pedant, pendant, pedant, pedant. Yeah, what he yeah, said. Motivator the of the Welsh, currently working for Hewlett Packard. Lawrence likes 
Web application security, mostly ASP.NET automation, social engineering of young moms, I'm told, and putting ginger in kids' uh, headlocks. Ginger well, kids in headlocks. Ginger kids. Oh, I. Wow. Could I have screwed that up anymore? Do you need a beer? I do. I need several. <laughs> Lawrence, welcome to the show. Sorry for screwing up your intro. That's okay. It's, it's anticlimactic, like uh, most things uh, I do. But yeah, thank you. Yes. Uh, and Ben Dewar Powell works for Digital Assurance, a London based outfit. His day to day shenanigans include tinkering, making gin, and trying to get Lawrence to allow him to break his new Samsung TV. Uh, their blog, Pentesticles, is a soapbox for his scripting and automation musings. If there were a way to make and drink gin using only Ubuntu and a one liner in Bash, Ben would be the one to do it for you. Welcome, Ben, to the show. Hey, thanks very much. Yeah, that would go anyway. So, guys, I have to ask you, um, where did you come up with the idea, and especially the name for the Pen Testicles blog? Because I just love saying it over and over again, Pen <laughs> Testicles. It's always something I used on, on tests, really, just to populate people's databases with, with shit, really. And um, I just got sick of Peter Wiener from Burp or stuff like that, and it was just uh, a funny name that I, I sort of thought was... Uh, nice made me laugh like on a, on a daily basis, I guess. So what are some of the, uh, the research projects that you guys are, are working on and uh, posting to the pen testicles blog? You yes, want to go um, I'll take a few bits and bobs. Um, <laughs> I'd say there's not a lot of specific projects we play with. Um, little bit of playing with stuff and just having a bit of fun, really. Um, the overarching theme, I guess, is automation of boring stuff stuff you really hate repeating repeating on tests every time over right I, mean, I don't know if you have it over there but over here we have um it health checks for companies which is a pen test all i'm taken out of it it's an audit it's the usual stuff i like you know i think that's a really great definition of an audit it's a pen test with all the fun taken out of it <laughs> dude that's <laughs> awesome Especially <laughs> <government>. <laughs> yeah so oh. it's just you find yourself doing the same things over and over and over again, and if those could be chained up so they could be all hit up one go button, then that'd be amazing. And that's kind of the stuff that I want a state of where I want to get to, really. Yeah. Now, some will kind of poo-poo automation and say you should do everything manually. But where do you guys make the the, the differentiation? Because a lot of the things you have on your pen testicles blog, I'm going to say that in every question I ask you. Um, is, uh, you know, as you said, uh, in the name of automation. Yeah. Um, so I guess for me, automation runs up to collection. So grabbing as much, so if you're just grabbing the same information every time. So you're always going to do full, full port scans. You're always going to want to look at the web, web servers. You're always, there are certain things that you just do time in, time out every time. And th those are the pieces that you want automated. So, Everything after that point, once you've got all the data, yeah, step by step, manual process. But the stuff that you're just doing every every single time, why not script it all up? Mm. A lot of it as well comes from uh, working collaboratively on on a lot of projects. So where you've got where you're wanting, you're covering sort of uh, ranges and uh, and looking at the same 
uh, sorts of things, but on a, a different range with two or three other people where you want to replicate and then use something like Dradius or something to pull in lots of information all into one place or, or looking at those sorts of things. Or the automation uh, creates like uniformity really between what you're doing as well. And you, you, it's not completely taking away any sort of skill with uh, stuff like, especially with Nmap, um, setting all the all the options on there and and that sort of side of things so nice uh, sorry let me back up for a little while and have you guys uh just tell us how you got your start in information security uh as well i kind of i jumped into the blog because i like saying fantasticals a lot um and i enjoy uh, hearing your accents. i enjoy hearing your accents i think they're awesome so i hear you like touching pentesticles I, I do on my chin so <laughs> how did you guys get your start in information security you go uh, okay. Um, well, I, I was basically doing a sort of a help desk monkey for, for, for a few years, sort of managing a team first to, first to third line sort of stuff. And then really uh, just got into security. I'd always been sort of playing at home with uh, breaking stuff, you know, taking the VCR apart and uh, playing, with, playing with my Amiga 500 and uh, Commodore 64 and crap like that and breaking stuff. And so it just sort of all stemmed from there, tried to combine it. Then I did a degree uh, after working for a while in um, uh, <laughs> in uh, cybersecurity and computer forensics and then went on to do like a master's research. So it's, it's sort of come are you, from Are you laughing because you said the word cyber? Is that why you're laughing? Sorry? Did you say the word cyber so you don't have to drink? No, no. One of, my, one of my mates is here and he's just pretending to snore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, basically from that, and then I started pen testing about three years ago, and um, yeah, it, it just grown from there, really. Awesome. Yeah, I guess I kind of follow a similar route in that I started playing around as a kid an awful lot and getting involved in um, things here and there. Um, yeah, just tinkering and seeing what I could get up where we would. Uh, I ended up doing. I was working in sysadmin for a loans company over here, so the whole call center, malarkey, and realized quite how tragic it was. Um, what, all the stuff, how everything was set up there. Uh, so I started fixing all that. In the meantime, I, was, I went off and did a master's in forensics um, alongside it. And from there, I moved to London and joined a reseller and uh, started playing with security products, which is where I met Larry. Uh, that's kind of where it's all kicked off. Nice. Um, and our life has never ended. <laughs> you guys seem very close. It's very nice. It's very special. <laughs> Do you hold hands when you write blog posts together? or? Uh, oh, well, it's just oh, generally as a rule, but it sometimes progresses. We, it depends. Because I, yeah, I was going to say, holding the, about, really. the, whole, the holding hand thing shouldn't be a problem because so like anybody else here at Paul.com, we really adept at uh, typing and web surfing with one hand. What, one hand typing? Yes. I mean, um, um, yeah. what was I going to say? I Sorry. Uh, <laughs> somebody passed the post-exploitation towel. Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so what advice do you guys have, other than some of the stuff you might have mentioned, is, you know, forms of tinkering, but what advice do you guys have for people who want to break in in security, uh, specifically penetration testing? I'd say come to DC 4420. So it's the local DEF CON chapter, and um, there's a lot of cool people talking okay. there every month and yeah that's a good plug um yeah and just kind of get involved in the community and um yeah 
talk about stuff, talk about what you're doing, uh, get a blog out there, get a podcast out there, just anything just to show what you are and what you do and people listen. A lot of the industry as well in the UK especially revolves around um, uh, sort of check check status, uh, so check team member, check team leader and stuff. So a lot of the industry is based around those sort of qualifications. So from a practical point of view, it's uh, – sorry, so, uh, I'm sorry, um, Lawrence. What, it's Lawrence, right? I'm, I'm getting you guys confused. Uh, Lawrence, uh, what is a check, uh, so check, check team member? So check is a government you, scheme you, um, that's basically run by CSG okay. and GCHQ, which are, are like the equivalent of sort of, I guess, like NSA and FBI kind of things for cyber stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just outsource a lot of what the work that they do through uh, something called the check scheme. So everyone in the UK, sort of a, a lot of the industry revolves around sort of their standards that they use for working. Um, so it's, it's really a routine. Gotcha. It sort of adds it adds cash value to you and uh, sort of uh, benchmarks a lot of what you do. They, they have quite uh, quite a couple mm-hmm. of exams that you have to go through, which are practical and uh, quite sort of time constrained. So they're so what are what other differences are there between um, doing security work in the U.S. versus doing security work in the U.K.? Are there other like noticeable like huge differences that you guys see? Like when you talk to people who do pen tests and um, assessments in the U.S. versus the U.K. Um, no, I don't really have that much of a basic comparison with the U.S. So like um, we don't get hacked as much as HP Gary or anything like that over here. Don't really. <laughs> so I, I guess yeah. it's a bit lower on the radar, yeah. but um, generally, I, I've t- we've got I, I work for HP, and there's uh, another team over in the US. Like uh, we don't have much interaction with them, but um, I think a lot of the stuff that they do certainly is is more focused around commercial clients and stuff like that. So I, d- I think the government stuff's a lot more sort of tucked away, um, is, is my impression of it, and. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know is the short answer to that. But well, I mean, your your compliant your compliance yeah, standards are very different from those of the uh, US, stuff right? Like that standards to for things and um, yeah, I guess uh, like uh, Sabane's Oxley and all that all that crap over here. It's, yeah. We still have like PCI and a lot of stuff's compliance driven. Um, like yeah, pen, I was tests, uh, gotcha. uh, quite often compliance driven, just uh, ticking boxes. So I, d- I don't know how that compares to what you guys see. Yeah, well, I mean, and you guys have we big, have big pen, pen. So. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the queen. That's my girlfriend. And the, and the, the queen. queen and her jubilee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys have any um, great penetration testing stories to share uh, with us? Kind of like the uh, the highlight. Social reel? engineering ones are pretty funny. Yeah, I reckon you should tell the one about your um, now. Do you uh, out every do single you... printer in a printing company? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> fucking nesting. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> that damn tool took out all yeah, the damn it's, printers. It's a company that prints. <laughs> Somebody unchecked the box. <laughs> <laughs> Someone unchecked the box that says "Do not scan printers." <laughs> yeah, safe checks work. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, and safe checks too. So anyway, so tell uh, the story. No, that, that, there's not much more to it than that than just uh, Nessus taking down a whole factory, oh, okay. printing circuit boards and stuff, and yeah, just getting the shit kicked out of me by some clients. The, the, uh, this, yeah, it's not, it's not that interesting, Ben. To be honest. <laughs> All right, fine. I was like, that's <laughs> right. different kind of printing. Yeah, I, I guess uh, some fun ones like going on social engineering in in banks and stuff like that. I can't talk too much about it, but. Um, 
stealing tills and uh, like all, all the old ladies in the banks making me sandwiches and I'm fixing their printer while I'm t- stealing their uh, stealing their tills and serving customers and stuff like that and scamming them for uh, in social engineering engagements stuff like that. Nice. So you do also guys also do physical social engineering yeah. penetration exactly. testing. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Just just anything really. It's quite broad. Anything you get stuck in and. Uh, can either either be an expert or at least pretend in front of customers. Mm. Now, uh, do you uh, guys hold certifications, and what is your your feeling on certifications and uh, how they kind of play yeah. into your uh, career in penetration testing? Yeah, so certs are kind of important over here, I guess, in the pen testing kind of community. Well, let's say they're, they're important. The ones that matter are the ones that get your check status. Um, so that'd be either working on the Crest scheme or working through the Tiger scheme uh, to get just to get one of the two tiers of um, yeah, exams. So you, you have your check team member equivalents and your check team leader equivalents, as we mentioned before, which you can get through either Crest or Tiger. And those are the ones that people really look for over here. Anything else? Now, uh, sorry, the, the last two you mentioned were, what was it? Yeah. Crest and Cre- Tiger, is that um, what you said? Crest and Tiger. So they book, they're, two, they're two schemes that are approved by CESG uh, to give you equivalency to become a check team member or a check team leader, depending on which exam you take. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're the two boards, um, yeah, the two examining boards. They're tough old exams. Um, but, um, yeah, they're pretty much standard over here. You kind of need to get yeah. on that there's a lot of uh, people who feel funny about certs, though, uh, with a lot of the noddy sort of, uh, you get loads of vendor certs and things like that. Um, I'm not sure what the uh, feelings are on SANS, but I know a lot of the guys who really like the courses that, uh, that are delivered. Um, and uh, a, lot, a lot of people really like like um, the pen testing with backtrack stuff and the OS, OSCP. Um, yep. More practical stuff, I think if it's a bit of paper that's come from doing multiple choice exams or, or things like that. I, d- I don't know. I, I think a lot of people prefer sort of practical knowledge over it. It, it depends what you're doing. Co- a lot of corporations, they look for stuff like CEH, which are a bit crap. Um, in honesty, like um, really just covering off theoretical stuff. It is not getting your hands dirty. So stuff, stuff from the US, like the offset stuff, is uh, is, is quite, seen quite well, I think, within industry. And I, I really like that and prefer that sort of approach sort of trial by fire with a, with a load of boxes and just go. Mm. Um, so guys, tell us about hacker armory. You guys, uh, hack armory, you guys just took over that, uh, project. So I definitely want to hear, uh, you tell us all about it in our listeners too. So yeah, the, uh, hack armory is, um, uh, a project where you can basically pick up all your, all your tools, uh, from our website, uh, in multiple protocols, really. It's just, uh, the, the two sort of key aspects of it and, uh, the reason it exists are, uh, looking at, um, so l- looking at, uh, not being able to get tools, uh, via certain protocols due to restrictions, uh, either within a network or, or, or whatever environment that's restrictive. So we d- sort of offer everything over SMB, uh, IPv6, um, TFTP, SVN. We're going to in- add in, uh, Git coming up soon. Um, Samba, so those sorts of things, just to get them um, and have a lot of old tools as well, sort of running on there. So if if anyone needs a specific version of a tool, so there's different iterations, and we also chuck it into an ISO as well, and then um, 
you can download a whole ISO and just grab a load of tools as uh, as opposed to uh, using all the backtrack repositories or uh, or whatever. It's get, it's kept a bit more up to date. One of the main ideas is, I guess, if you're on a test um, and you want to test to see what you can actually get through to, or if you're there and you know that you need to get hold of something, um, we've kind of provided enough ways for you to be able to get. So if you if you need to suddenly get netcat down, you can just pull it straight over TFTP or pull it straight and execute it straight from the run from the run command. Um, and um, yeah, in addition, to that, there's a couple of changes we're going to pull. I'm kind of tempted to start getting TFTP running over port 53 things like that so, you, so we can just start playing with getting it through nice. as many firewalls as we can mm -hmm. uh, now what measures have you guys taken to make sure the tools that you're including on that are, don't contain back doors so uh, we at the moment we're hashing everything so we, which we, I'm comparing those comparing those ideally with the original yeah. site just so so that we know gotcha. that they're decent and we we're also sorry Ben I say, nice. we're vetting everyone that actually wants to be a, a contributor and just making sure that so we're not taking just mm -hmm. anything off anybody to go up into, go up into it. Gotcha. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, Lawrence, I was just going to gonna sort of echo what Ben was saying. And just uh, the, the contribution, everything sort of commit, uh, we manage it all via S SVN. So uh, we've got sort of two, uh, a, lot, uh, a sort of uh, an offline database and a live one. So stuff doesn't get committed until uh, we sort of look at it. Anything that looks a bit suspect uh, or, or we've not pulled down ourselves, we'll sort of either have a quick look in a sort of sandbox or something like that. But to be honest, if, if, if we don't know what it is, we can't see sort of blog posts and stuff like that. We're not going to stick it up. And uh, generally, it's just maintaining right. well-known tools downloaded from well-known places that you, we're just comparing the hashes with and, the, and the, uh, the box just being configured to to be static and not not allow to any execution like someone sticks up web shells etc nice and uh, you've got a, a blog post on pentesticles.com uh, which describes how to uh, get all the software in uh, hack armory yeah yep. so, um the the other post that I, I really liked that we featured here on the show was uh, we have port scans what now um, I thought you guys did a great job of covering all of the different uh, shell scripts and shell scripting techniques to uh, carve and parse out uh, output. And that's where I found, of course, the web scour script, and uh, which led me to a lot of ways to skin that cat of detecting web services and making screenshots. Uh, so much so that uh, someone may be writing code right now uh, as another take on that particular problem so i just wanted to give you guys props i didn't know if you guys had anything else to add to to your post or uh tips and tricks for people who are um looking to write scripts to do things like uh identify web servers and take screenshots sure. well, and first off, i'd like to apologize for my unnecessary use of cat it's <laughs> a very very guilty pleasure or guilty thing yeah oh no worries so We've yeah all been there so, i like cats so, yeah i kind of always tend to overuse it um but yeah, so I'm really, I, I, I that it was kind of a split of some of the stuff that I was putting together from parsing the XML and stuff that uh, Jeff, a friend of ours, was putting together from parsing the, um, uh, the graphical output. And that's where, and it was, it's his, WebScale was his tool that he put together uh, just for, for grabbing that all off with no web photo. So I'm kind of really into parsing. I think XML, I like 
yeah, the XML app a little bit better. So my kind of key tip is there's a little tool out there called XML Starlet, and it just makes command line parsing of XML so so easy. You can figure it out. I'm sorry. What, what's it called again? XML Starlet. And is that is that S T A R L Starlet? Is that so? Is that a is that written in a particular language or is it's it a like binary a binary or Ubuntu, uh, what app get install? Um, yeah. And it's just a little command line parser for XML. It's, I use it all the time for pulling apart and map stuff and sure check if you guys are familiar with that tool for uh, build audits. Uh, and anything that really dumps out into XML, you can just start carving it to pieces quite quickly. Hmm. Oh, it's a good yeah, tip. I, I've tried to uh, parse XML from the command line and that sucked. I wrote Perl yeah. instead. Yeah, yeah. You need you need something. And I don't write Perl. <laughs> that sucked. In in addition to what Ben's yeah. saying with regards to finding the web servers uh, uh, with Web Scour, sort of um, one of uh, another guy called KitKat actually improved um, the methodology of the um, screen grabs. I think he's using a slightly different uh, different uh, methodology to do it as well. I can't quite remember how he was doing it. Can you, Ben? Uh, KitKat oh, together, so he, he's basically using he's not using known like screenshot on there, but, um, and sort of Spider Labs uh, Trustwave have sort of grabbed onto this and created uh, an yep. NFC uh, yeah, an NFC script that. that you can just chuck in at MMAP, which will do it uh, automatically and pull back your screenshots for you. Yeah, we talked about that last oh, week, and yeah. we've done some testing with it. Um, I ran a yeah I ran a segment where we made some modifications to that, and then I continued working with it and as i was kind of working through some issues with it someone was actually publishing a blog post that talks about how to work through all of my issues with it so <laughs> i'm like why didn't you post that sooner dude? didn't you know i was anyway so yeah there's great there's great development work going on in that area so i'm glad to see uh people working on it so um so if you guys had to tell a customer that their network security completely sucked like what would how would you say it and like what were some of the slang terms that you would use if you could like take all the gloves off and just like really tell them in like your fancy British terms <laughs> like how so, much their network stuff, sucks. I'd have Look to right into the camera in the background as I was doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. that's a bit of music when you're fucking someone. Do you have a little but, music? Uh, Very nice. <laughs> Is that your like your romantic music, like little mood music? (laughs) Squeal like a pig boy. Ah! Um, (laughs) sorry, but yeah. uh, So having to explain to someone the vernacular. (laughs) What was that, dude? Is that it? Setting it to music. Is that all you're going to tell them? Yeah, pretty much it. Just just set music. Fuck it. Yeah. Do you, are there like fancy British terms that I can use with people that like they won't know what I'm what I'm saying in in like in in regular English? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, oh no! Do we have to get so into a you, discussion of of American English? And <laughs> so when you get really drunk with your mates, right? Do you how do you describe to them what the network was like? Fucking shot. Yeah. <laughs> What was that? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, that's uh, that's enough of our. um, Just came up with one. Do you pay your fucking admins with washers? (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> Washers are like the little rings that you get uh, put in between uh, screws and nuts and washers. bolts. Under nuts oh, and bolts. Oh, okay. I thought no, it was no, no, the coins, you know, where the... <laughs> some cockney oh rhyming slang um, uh, it's you know um, they're 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 over there from the land of farthings stuff, and mate. shillings and whatever so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh uh the uk what did you we want to mention the the 44 comp yeah, thing we should i meant to put that in the show notes i totally forgot i will, I will get it there but in the the meantime um the organizers of 44 con have uh graciously provided a 10% discount code for conference registration. Um, we'll put the, the links in the, the wiki, and I, I won't try to read it because it's, like, really long and has, like, some sort of hash at the end. Yes. But it has some hash at the end. Uh, but we'll post a direct link to that in the, in the wiki um, so that if you want 10% off of uh, registration for 44Con... It's in London, so Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, should have there last year. It's great. Real good start and start of a good conference. Oh, nice. Yep. So, uh, are you guys yep. attending this year as well? Yeah, to be there. Yeah, well, now you guys have an opportunity to get ten percent off. Well, will they have cleared everybody out after the Olympics by then? Oh God. Well, that and they'll have hash at the end. I mean, what more <laughs> could you ask for? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a trip to Amsterdam. Is what that is. Ben and Lawrence, thank you very much uh, for appearing on Paul.com. You can visit their blog, of course, at <laughs> Pentesticles. What's that? Uh, what's that site again, Paul? That's Pentesticles.com. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks Have a great night. Bye. Cheers, mates. Huh? Huh? <laughs> See, I can speak the. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you guys proud of me? No, not really. That was lame. I know. <laughs> Alrighty. With that, we'll take a short break and come back with a feature technical segment for the show. And we're back with a fabulous technical segment. A couple of quick announcements. Larry's teaching SANS Security 617 on wireless ponage. Check out Larry's very own dedicated page on the SANS website for a complete listing of courses that will feature Larry. Next up is SANS in Sydney in November. And then Ottawa in <clears> December. And HackerCon delivering a keynote in October. Yes, 19th through 21st. And Mr. Ben Jackson is here. He is uh, almost a regular on the show. We, uh, we miss uh, having you in studio. I apologize. There was no room uh, for you to come in studio. We come will on, make like time I, for we you can do next like two time. To a lap. I know you like to smoke a cig- Yeah. <laughs> you could sit on Larry's lap. He actually requested well, Paul, that. Paul's kinky like that. Right, Larry's distracting. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I just like to watch. I mean, so. And <laughs> videotape. Ben is here to talk about Claymore protecting your Wi Fi with some C4 and balls of steel. How's that for a topic, huh? Hold on. Let me say this again. Balls of steel. And pentest. Right. And pentest. <laughs> so. So take it away. Uh, I got 20 ben, minutes. Got 20 minutes. Good. 25 minutes. I'll 25 talk minutes. Slow. How's that? So, well, okay, this, this okay. is my, I, I've been playing around this for a while. Actually, I got to say, Paul planted this idea in my head with his, you know, his sexy defense talk. Uh, I think I first saw it at uh, Source Boston, and he was talking about, you know, oh, I'm going to set up some Wi-Fi and, you know, really mess with people that way. And I was thinking, well, I like messing with people. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure who, 
was who actually originally was talking about it. Well, you know, I, I'm a blue team guy. I, I defend networks. I don't, you know, do all the sexy pen testing and, you know, drop an O-Day and fun stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I run in those type of circles. And one of my pen testing friends, he was going on about, oh, you know, I you know, was just sitting, you know, I was doing this engagement and all of a sudden I was just driving by the place and I was just scoping it out and I found an open access point and I basically just, you know, run rampant in the place uh, from the parking lot. And, um, like I said, so I'm a blue team guy, so I'm thinking, well, geez, you know, that really sucks. But, you know, how do I actually go ahead and defend this? So I started really thinking about it, and I was really curious about how I could set up uh, an early warning system that would uh, tell me that someone was actually, you know, not maybe trying to attack my network, but, you know, someone was driving by, trying to jiggle the doorknob. Uh, and or importantly, how do I keep that person occupied and so that I can possibly track them? Uh, Basically, at the very least, I wanted to let uh, let me have something to have something to let me know that someone was snooping around. So my initial ideas included, you know, oh, you know, I'll set up an open access point now. I'll give it internet access, and I'll keep it sandboxed off my network and uh, record what the person did. However, you know, uh, open internet access, you know, people who may be trying to poke around in my network, uh, it's that whole, you know if they think that they're being tracked or being monitored, it's that whole fight or flight syndrome. If they're either going to be, oh, geez, I'm getting the heck out of here, or let's go try to really uh, mess these people up. And even if it was sandbox off my network, you know, I could, this person could start trying, you know, impersonating people, uh, maybe sending some threats to certain high-level political figures, you know. Uh, and that's not something I really want to trace back to my connection. Um, there was that story a while ago uh, about the guy who uh, downloaded... Uh, very salacious things and the worst kind of pornography from a neighbor that he really didn't like because they had an open access point. I, I really don't want the uh, black helicopters uh, coming and pounding on my door at 5 a.m. Uh, yeah. <laughs> any, any more? Uh, <laughs> even, even worse if they were to pound on your pen testicles. <laughs> they, could, wow. they could hurt. <laughs> at 5 a.m., wow. So... Um, and, you know, there was the fun legal issues about, you know, having an open access point and anyone might try to join it. They may not be trying to attack my network. They may just want to go, hey, oh, you know, a hey, open access point, you know, let me go, you know, surf the Internet and, you know, let me go sign it to my Gmail. And if I'm monitoring it and doing a uh, and even though it's my network, it's personally, I feel there's some questionable legal issues there. I am not a lawyer, but I don't want it to become one. So I really didn't want to do the research into it. Uh, and the, there was a question of whether or not I had a right to do so, of actually wire, basically wiretapping their connection. I believe because it's my network, I actually did have the legal right to do so, but I really didn't want to make sure, and I really didn't want to defend that in court. So I scrapped that idea, basically. Uh, so, yeah, I, Ben, I'd argue with you on that, that that's, that's absolutely the case, as being a provider of the network, being the ISP, in essence, um, um, being the manager of that network, you have every legal right, from my understanding, in the U.S. Well, I, I to do remember uh, going back to uh, my, my my SANS GCIA class, you know, SANS.org, uh, taught, taught by Mr. Mike Poor. Uh, he did say, you know, when I was going for my renewal, I, I got all the the MP3s for the latest uh, uh, the latest version of it, and they were talking about you know Patriot Act and uh, that you know certain laws were passed around that time frame that. Oh yeah, you definitely do have the right to do so because it's your network. But like I said, I didn't want to do that type of research. Um, 
So, you know, then I'm thinking, okay, well, let's just go set up uh, a network that doesn't have access to the internet, but let's go set up a beef server on that network. And any type they, anytime they try to visit a web page, let's hook them into the beef server and, uh, you know, scan them, look through their web browser, try to get as much information about them. But again, I even think that's a little more on the legal gray area than just monitoring their network connection, because now you're kind of pushing that envelope of whether or not you're actually attacking that user. So I scrapped that idea too. Um, so I was left with illegally getting the most possible information about an attacker in the shortest time window possible. Uh, and because it doesn't have internet access, they're going to stay for a very short amount of time. So I went with simple. I felt like running an Nmap scan, grabbing their MAC address, uh, and against anyone who really connected out to my network was well within my legal rights. And along with that, um, I would feel that I would get just enough information about an attacker so I can see that if that person starts trying to regularly probe, something may be up. So I went out to creating a script to, uh, to scan anyone who connected my network, fire off an Nmap scan, Ever sees someone handing out a DHCP address and alert me to it. Um, after a few false starts. So wait, so that would, so uh, is there an ability to like whitelist or are you just not, are you statically assigning every IP well, address in your environment? Well, the script is just basically something that monitors my DHCP server logs. I have the ISC DHCP server hooked off of a uh, LAN on my network and it just hands out addresses within a DHCP mm -hmm. range. Uh, and what my script does is kind of getting ahead of ourselves here. Um, my script does basically monitor right. that and says, oh, hey, someone, they handed out an IP address. Someone must have requested that. Go ahead and scan it. Uh, so I, it's a fairly simple script. Uh, this is literally my first Python script. God help us. Uh, I would want to send shout outs to the illustrious Mr. Strand, uh, along with the amazing Landmaster 53, who put up with a lot of stupid questions about Python. Um, and log monitoring. Uh, so hey, no problem. <laughs> uh, so the uh, they're both oh, okay. they're both on the line actually. Uh, I basically monitor the DHCP log every time it hands out a DHCP act, which means you know someone on my ad someone on my network connected act that address saying, okay, I have my address now. Thank you. My my script monitors for that and then fires off uh, Nmap and then sends me a report via email. So. Uh, I then, you know, said, okay, well, this is pretty cool. You know, I tested it and I was like, all right, let's go. Let's start deploying it on my network. I set up a little, little sandbox uh, portion of my network, hooked up an access point, fairly high powered. Uh, it, I live in a fairly isolated neighborhood, but it's still, um, you know, it's still an urban environment. And I figure, you know, I may get something maybe within a week or so. I set it up that night and about the next morning I'm at work and I get an email saying, you know, Claymore detonated. Here's someone connected to your network. Bunch of fucking savages in this town. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I think I'm, I'm sitting there, and I think I was. Uh, you, ben, you have to, you have to say that like savages. Savages. Oh, I'm literally, I'm, I'm sitting, better. I'm sitting <laughs> in a meeting wow. at my job, and I, you know, my phone buzzes, and I go, "Well, that's odd." And I, because I, you know, it does the buzz that introduced that I have Gmail, and nothing, you know, nothing really goes to that. I set that up specifically for this uh, client. And I go, well, some, you know, must have sent it or sent it, sent us some type of alert or something fired off wrong. No, it's simply this wonderful report of, oh, hey, someone connected to your network. And I go, it hasn't even been 12 hours yet. Then I start showing it to all my <sighs> friends like, hey, check out what I set up. But um, so, like I said, it, it's, a, it's a fairly ghetto-tastic setup. I have a spare access point. Um, it's running DDWRT. 
uh, set up at a high point in my house. Uh, it doesn't even have an external, uh, a high-powered external antenna. I wanted to set it so that it was fairly close and fairly just stays to like you know within my neighborhood. Um, and I just have it also plugged. That I have a laptop sitting downstairs on a sandbox portion of my network that has a connection out to the basically to SMTP out, also DNS out, and it then. Um, Uses a uses a Wi-Fi uh, connection up to the access point, so that's my DHCP server along with the default router. Um, setting up is pretty uh, easy. I you know you grab a couple of modules, you grab setup tools, you grab the Python daemon library, and uh, the nmap library. Uh, all of these installations fairly straightforward. On my Ubuntu box, I believe all of these, with the exception of the nmap module, were uh, modules maintained by the. Uh, by the uh, by, the Ubuntu it has there's there's binary modules in the Ubuntu stream. Um, once installed, uh, my the source is up on uh, GitHub. It's uh, GitHub.com/slash/mayhemiclab/slash/claymore. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, the script itself expects to be installed in slash op slash claymore. Uh, the configuration file is uh, default and tailored as such. However, it doesn't really matter. It's not that complex. You can toss it where you want. Um, there's a bunch of uh, configuration, uh, a bunch of explanations on the show notes uh, that assumes you're uh, setting it up in slash op slash claymore. But if you're even moderately okay with Linux, you can realize that certain things have changed if you don't put it in that specific uh, location. Um, basically, the configuration straight file, you tell it where your DHCP log is, uh, you tell it what your mail address is. Uh, where you want to send the reports to, um, and who you who you want the reports to show up where it's from. So if you have a some type of a reporting alias like I do, it, I just show the uh, default there. Um, I configured my uh, DHCP server to hand out itself as the uh, default gateway on the LAN. Um, I did this so I can enable certain protocols be forwarded to either a a trusted server or b directly to the server itself. Uh, I set up. Uh, IP forwarding, and there's in the show notes to show all the wonderful little IP table gobbledygook. I set up IP forwarding on it so that it can forward out and act as a default router. And from there on out, I uh, also set up to take any type of IP uh, IP packets that it sees on port 53, port uh, 80, or port uh, I believe yeah, 80 and 443, or maybe just 80. I forget what I actually used in this example. And it takes 53 and forwards. Hmm? Looks like just 80. Okay, um, it, it takes like 53 80. and forwards it to Google DNS, and it also takes uh, 80 and forwards it to a local web server that I installed, a default patch and install on the uh, local computer. So once it... Now, you said you made the web server always yes. return a 404. It's fairly... Hmm? What, what stopped you from making that, like, Go-to. Um, because I was worried that someone, you know, this wonderful little elderly old lady will be using her computer who might automatically associate with my name for some ESS ID for some strange reason. And she goes and goes and wants to check her little kid's, uh, you know, grandson's picture on, e on uh, Gmail and she gets treated with Goatsy. But there's absolutely nothing from stopping you from doing this or even doing something more malicious like, say, my original idea of using a beef server. It's the same exact IP tomfoolery, right. but it's nice. just more of what you want to actually set up there. I just set it up to, like, it's the default Apache install. It always, it, there's absolutely nothing sitting in its document root, so whatever you request, it returns 404. However, you do get some very interesting information from clients who may be on there already. You find out what their um, user agent is, 
you find out where they're automatically going by default, like say checking into Gmail. Uh, mm. One of the big things that is very interesting that I saw was, uh, I forget what the name of the cell phone service provider is. I believe it's Metro PT- BCS. Um, if they try to, if the cell phone associates with the access point, it automatically goes out and reaches to Gmail, uh, other uh, Google Talk, which is apparently some way it interfaces with um, uh, the Google Play Store. But it also does certain things like, uh, I forget the name of the service, and I actually have a note of it somewhere. Uh, it's an automatic uh, location finding utility, sort of like how... Um, it's sort of like how Google went out and basically mapped all these access points and was able to get the location from the MAC address. This is something sort of similar. It does it via IP address along with, uh, from what I was reading, other types of uh, more proprietary things. Similar to Google, the way it has the MAC addresses, but uh, I forget the darn name of it. It's really driving me bad and it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, but it's very interesting because it automatically reaches out there to a specific URL, identifying the carrier and identifying. It provides what I it looks like to me a unique identifier for the handset. So that's actually something that I want to do more research on. But uh, I wish I had as much free time as I would really want. Uh, so once we actually set up all those uh, uh, IP table rules and have it forwarding to wherever we want. Uh, it's fairly simple to start the script. You do Python claymore d.py wherever you install it. It detaches itself from the console. And uh, then from there, it monitors your logs, waits for uh, someone to say, oh, D- wait, wait for the log to say, I got a DHCP app from this MIP at this MAG address. And then it just fires up Nmap, uh, scans it, and then mails off a report to you at the address that you configure. And it's very interesting, especially if you set it up with, say, maybe a default ESS ID like Netgear or Linksys, you know, the world's largest open access, uh, world's H- largest public network. ATT Wi-Fi. Uh, hmm? ATT Wi-Fi? Yeah, ATT Wi-Fi was another one. Yeah, I, I, I heard Bob actually may have set that um, up one day at his work with uh, Airmon NG and uh, saw a lot of people just suddenly want to connect to it. And then Bob took it down because he was feeling generous that day. So, Ben, one of the things that, you know, I'd like to see this happen um, on the back end for setup, and you mentioned, you know, some of those things that you could potentially do about redirect. Um, uh, someone that I know, um, the author of SAN 617, runs one of these, something very similar uh, in his house based on the Upside Down Internet project. Yes, I've seen the Have Upside Down Internet, and that was actually one of the uh, in-between ideas where did I want, when I wanted to actually give um, people Internet access, I either wanted to run Upside Down Internet or um, I believe actually on there is the same guy who did Upside Down Internet. Or, I, or no, actually, I think it was Mr. Right site that um, he, he did something where you could run, it through, run all the JPEGs through image magic and just make them just a little bit blurry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So blurry internet. So yeah, you, you run it through image magic and, uh, you know, the, the first five minutes they're on, it's blurry like 1%. And then. After 10 minutes, it's blurry 20%. And after 20 minutes, it's blurry 50%. And then you're on an hour and it's blurry 100%. These people have far too much time on their hands, but it's hilarious. Much like myself, we said, hey, let's go set up an open access point and scan everyone who connects to it. (laughs) But it's a fairly simple script. But literally, once you start getting around with this, the possibilities are really are endless. I mean, like I said, you can... If you really feel kind of, you know, evil, you can set up a beef server 
or you can start giving it an entire playground and just monitor everything. One thing that I actually do have running on my local uh, network, which I really didn't bring up here, is I have the... Uh, the uh, SourceFire has a project called Daemon Logger, and it basically runs a TCP dump daemon. A TCP dump in the background is a daemon and rotates the script every so it rotates the uh, file that it writes to every so often. So, any type of, and because I'm the default gateway, any type of um, activity on my network that's trying to get out to the network, trying to get out to the uh, internet at large, or any type of activity that's broadcasting, because it's Wi Fi, uh, it's then logged to onto a TCP dump file. So I can go and actually see exactly what it's done, even if it's not trying to do either 80 or 53. Uh, I'll see that it was trying to connect to such and such an IP address on a certain type of port. Now, have you found anything interesting, Ben, on the end? Um, the one interesting thing that I saw, and I actually think uh, it was just something, a screenshot that didn't make it over to the show notes. Um, and, of course, I don't have... Oh, actually, I have yeah, I you know I just I don't I dumped it in there really fast and I didn't move over the yeah. screenshots over. Well, there. I will it do was that actually tomorrow. it was something that took a little bit of research on my end, but the screenshot um, the screenshot I had you know it's basically you know scan result from this uh, this MAC address they gave for this IP address the host is up it's running a TCP port one one three, and that's ident and it's also running TCP port thirty six eighty nine. Now what's TCP thirty six eighty nine? Uh, is that a 3689? 3689? No one Googles. Mantech? Okay. No, Apple Mantech? iTunes. So this person was connected oh, to my yeah, network yeah, and yeah, I could have yeah. just completely poked around his or her iTunes library. Yeah, iTunes is very uh, network chatty and yes. likes to open up ports. On yeah, because I, I, when I first saw this, I was like, 3689? I was like, is this like some type of oddly configured, you know, RDP daemon? So I started Googling around for what the... Um, yeah, the port was, and I was like, "Oh, iTunes." Unfortunately, at that point, I think the person connected to like two a.m. on a Saturday night, so probably you know blitzed out of their skull and was like, "Oh, I'm going to go get on the internet," uh, and fell into uh, my trap. But you know, hopefully, and maybe yeah, fell and into they, pro- a they probably they uh, probably had bad music anyway, so I really wasn't that interested. They probably tried to get in your house and open the door, and the knife that was duct taped to the crotch on a rubber yeah, band I, came flying I, I, don't out. Worry, I put a big sign on the door that said "Free Circumcisions." <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow! <laughs> nice. Oh well, Ben, thank you very much for your technical segment. It was wonderful. Um, I am going to play around with your scripts. And and if so. you go on, go ahead and go on GitHub. There's actually a development <laughs> branch, and that sort of has a self-contained DHCP server. Uh, it's not as I, I don't feel it's as good as the actual one that it's up there now, uh, but it's it's making progress whenever I can throw some free time free time in it. And the the like I said, the major difference is that it doesn't actually require you to run a DHCP server. It actually has a DHCP server built into the script. So if you're feeling very beta, nice, you can go ahead and try that. Excellent, Ben. Thank you very much. And with that, we'll take a short break and come back with the stories for this week. And we're back. DerbyCon call for papers and ticket registration is available online. If you had not yet registered or submitted a talk, please do so now. Security B-sides everywhere. Cleveland, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more. Um, We've got do we have any B-Sides tickets left to give away? I'm not sure. 
I don't know. Have we there just made decisions? I, I thought need, we're done. We, tomorrow I need to tweet some pictures of the people who yeah. won. We and promised I, him I believe, did, you, did you contact all the people that won? I, the, it was just really one person that I felt worthy. Oh. If there's the, another one, send it to me I, and I'll tweet it tomorrow I, and we'll I, be done with it. I did the one from Canada, eh? Yeah, that one's the, he's the winner. I corresponded oh, with oh, him on Twitter. That's the one. Yeah. Okay, not the other one? Um, with the uh, the blurry sort of very artistic photographs? The artistic photographs, I said, was the winner. Was there another one from yeah, Canada? That it was definitely another one. All right, make, find it. Find, we'll find that. We have the winners. We're going to tweet them probably tomorrow um, or early next week and get that taken care of. So next week we'll be back here, episode two ninety seven Thursday. No, we don't take two weeks off. We have an episode next week or no? Yeah, you have an episode next week. Yeah, we've got some kind of episode next week. But it says here that episode 297 will be Thursday, August 2nd with Kevin Finisterre. Oh, but that's we, next week? Uh, no, we will have August 2nd, I believe, is when Kevin Finisterre is on. Good, because I don't want to miss that one. Yeah, Kevin's awesome. So he's hopefully on the August 2nd show, but that's not episode 297. This is a mistake. We do take two weeks off for Black Hat and Defcon. So. Where what much mayhem will be had right we may record an episode and i may throw a recorder on the table and we'll record a quick episode out there why we, not we got to bring at least two cameras with us we're gonna need them <laughs> oh, yeah. things are gonna happen absolutely those can go in your luggage those can go in your luggage <laughs> that's fine <laughs> can we do like a an episode of drunk hacker history hacker history yeah but you oh. have to do a drunk hacker all right so that, that's sort we'll of just that. That, that describes so defcon 20 doesn't it i mean drunk Ooh. hacker history is sort of summed up with defcon 20 i would assume that's true and uh, go to ten thousand cent pyramid yeah i want to see that this year what is ten thousand cent pyramid what are you talking about you've never been to defcon have you no i i have i i went in 2004 so the replacement for hacker jeopardy was it replacement or in addition to Addition okay. to. So it's you know ten thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah, remember that show? Yeah, that's yeah. 10, what was the premise of that show? Is you ask questions? Yep. Of each other, like yeah, well, trivia. You, you, so yeah, there's a there's a item, and you have to ask sort of questions about. So yeah, it comes yeah. in a glass bottle. Right. It's yellow. It has foam. You right. often pour it in a glass. It's very tasty. Your urine, urine. sample. <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding. So how do you know Larry's urine things. sample is tasting? So wait, how do you can you uh, I mean, look at it? Touche. Alrighty. Oh, uh so using Nmap screenshot web services, we talked about that. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Whatever. Jack, Jack, drink now. I see. Uh <sighs> your uncle wants tech support, so give him a USB stick. Um Oh, this is actually a really cool little USB stick that like runs Linux and stuff. Um, it's a it, it boots up with a version of Linux that connects with a jump shot internet service and proceeds to open a web browser interface while it scans the hard drive for viruses, crapware, and signs of misconfiguration. Uh, and all sorts of additional malware. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And you can use any kind of jump drive that you want. You could be shaped like. Whatever. A humping dog. Yeah. Wait. A humping dog. Alrighty. Um, Yahoo lost some passwords. Just yeah. a couple. 450,000 from apparently a VoIP. Uh, Sir, a yeah, Yahoo, Yahoo Voice. Voice. Yeah. Yahoo Voice. Yeah. And then uh, what was the other one? Um, Formspring. 
It's possible 400,000 passwords. It's worse than that. Billabong lost a few, and now it's reported that Fandroid, an Android fan site, lost a million reported this evening. What's the... (laughs) Just, I I give up. Yahoo passwords were in plain text as well. Just a little bonus there. Well, since Yahoo didn't... You know why? Because we don't have to talk about cryptography now. (laughs) Since Yahoo didn't enforce encrypted logins, why would they bother... (laughs) Wow. I... Yahoo's always been the kind of like the, I think of it. I don't associate security with Yahoo. Ya, Yahoo. <laughs> I mean, ever since the Sarah Palin thing, like it wasn't even a hacker so, that broke into Sarah Palin's yeah, account. Now, apparently, like I, some I missed dude. the news um, when Yahoo bought Flickr. Sarah Palin was a, a never mind. <laughs> <laughs> she was John McCain. Wow. Sir, yeah, uh, no. So when Yahoo bought Flickr, so when Yahoo bought Flickr, they forced everybody to have a Yahoo account, uh, which is why I have one. But thankfully, the email had shut down, and somebody told me today that in the intervening years, you can use a, I guess, Open ID or something. So I've got to change it. But yes, there are people. It's like yeah, Hotmail. Why do you have a Hotmail account? Because I am SDN TechNet. You know, right. it's all these embarrassing ones. There's usually a reason, but uh, yeah, so. As, you know why? It's, you know what's more? You know because what I think? Because that's what was free in college. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's where all my spam goes because it's, it's useless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've had TechNet or whatever for so long that you need one of those. Was it passport? Oh, passport. So, yeah. So what's passport. your excuse so for the most having adult important... friend finder? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> he travels a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As as embarrassing as Yahoo is, it's not as embarrassing as as Fandroid being an Android fan. Um, yeah. Jack, Jack, you'll be uh, astonished that I actually have one of these. Yeah, Larry's got cool new toys. I've got one of these. What do you have? It was the free one. Larry's got so, antennas. So, uh, Droid 2, yeah, not not super high-tech, but was worth every penny I paid for it. I'm free. And what to, else you got to there, use Larry? For use with my Kisby. It's more interesting than Yahoo passwords. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, the Kisby from Mike Kershaw of the Kismet Wireless Project uh, designed his own board, standalone uh, Zigbee sniffer, uh, channel hopper, and all this good stuff. Uh, powered USB and has uh, Bluetooth outbound. And he has an Android application that will connect to it and enable scanning and um, grab GPS latitude and longitude and do uh, mapping and all that type of good stuff. 120 bucks, and he's uh, sort of made to order type of thing. So pretty cool. It came in the came in the mail today, this morning. Yay, it finds stuff. Because <laughs> awesome. I have my uh, totally awesome uh, Kohogcon speaker badge that output, outputs Zigbee that I just powered up to be able to uh, uh, test and verify whether it was doing stuff. It still oh, works. so the uh, Zigbee, yep. Zigbee find, finds your speaker badge yep. from... That's awesome. Yep. So, yeah, you just make this spit out some packets and it goes, yep. oh, hey, it's here. And then the Android phone goes, oh, I have a GPS. And... Logs the two, throws it on Google Map thing, and it also logs it to a database so you can export it, comma separated, uh, right to the SD card on the phone. That's awesome. So. Very neat. And you can also use it directly plugged in USB serial. Oh, Python. nice. Good stuff. Um, speaking of USB, USB drives were left in a yeah. car park as a corporate. What a brilliant idea! I'm surprised I, nobody's thought of this before. I, I really thought this attack was dead. I mean, because everyone talked about it, and Microsoft killed U3, but apparently in the Netherlands, yeah, it's no one's heard of it because everyone... Well, 
So uh, an uh, infected flash drive was left in the a Dutch chemical firm DSM in a failed corporate espionage it, attempt. Oh, so maybe see, maybe yeah, it see, did th- fail. This is yeah. this is why I thought it was fairly novel. Is that the the employees of the company found them in the parking lot, picked them up, and didn't go into their office and plug them into their computers and yeah. start looking through the documents that had he, exploits. They gave in it them. to their IT. department. They gave it to their IT department. Their IT department took it into a standalone network. Opened it, analyzed it, found out there was malware that attempted to steal passwords, usernames and passwords, to connect outbound and send them to a specific website, which then the IT admins went and blocked that website from their internal filtering. So even if someone did find one and plug it in, it was useless. Going nowhere. I thought that was what. They didn't even like use Tor to. Yeah. User training win. Because the IT guys didn't plug it in. Because I I know most IT guys are going to be like, oh man, free USB stick. Click. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh i really did think that attack was dead and it it kind of shows how it's not very successful but to even attempt that attack is somewhat silly uh, i mean auto run and because now you're just going to go stuff? check your security cameras and see who left the usb thumb drives in the parking lot right but now now i, I agree hey, it's auto not run just the parking lot i mean what's um Ossert, not I think it's two years ago and four years ago or something. You know, vendors are giving stuff away that's pre-trojaned by, yeah, you know, by whatever Chinese factory, right? Because it's always the Chinese or Canadians that do evil things. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow, you loved Canadians in there. Uh, you can reach Jack at Jack at paul.com.com. <laughs> All of our Canadian listeners. Then no, I, I was wearing my. Uh, we uh, love Canada, eh? A. Hey. <laughs> oh, comment. Anyway, uh, so, so moving on, and, and it's not necessarily Paul the auto run of the U three or any of that type of stuff. It, you know, put some uh, documents, so some Metasploit payloads on documents in there, and, and give them creative names. So you put and, porn yeah. inside of a document, exactly, yeah. exactly, and they gotcha. open them up and go, "Ooh, naked pictures of the boss's so wife." What you're saying is porn has replaced U three, pretty much. Okay. Uh, did it ever? I, I don't know when that it ever replaced it. I just That's don't true. think it ever went away. Yeah. Lay, layofflist.xls. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. That's mean. Salaries. <laughs> salaries. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you know, if companies only had 10 crazy oh, Jesus Christ. security tricks. That Don't get me up and started. Work. <laughs> See, now, I, just, I thought I was the uh, only one that was going to. All right. So uh, let me, I, let, I was putting this story in when I realized both of you already had. So let, let me sum this up. <laughs> These are 10 crazy IT security tricks that actually work. And let me go through every one of those and comment. Okay. Fuck no. 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 And fuck no. You should have been doing most of these for 15 years and they stopped being effective five to 10. Well, they're not all bad. No, they're all bad. So, I mean, the first one, let's take a moment. No, the last one, the last one is solid. Yeah. Developers, right? Yeah. Developers, developers, developers. But the byline says ingenious no it doesn't yes it, it says, does it, it says, says it crazy. security threats are cons- constantly evolving it's oh. time for id security pros to get ingenious well it's it's time oh, for the security pros ingenious. to get ingenious yeah. by looking at this list and going no none of these work let's actually do stuff that actually works or they well, do work but this was so 20 years ago yeah i mean renaming admin uh, accounts is a good thing i do recommend that people do it hey it's not crazy it's not ingenious. No. It's like, and it uh, sometimes does not work. I, I'd really recommend not having SSH open to the internet accessible from anywhere. But if you do, don't yeah. have it on 22. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like you can't find it anywhere else key. if you're using yeah. decent tools. 
Yeah. Well, then he Use recommends keys, getting right? rid of admins, like getting rid like of them? all the people oh, wait, with no. privileged accounts, which... It's uh, good, but it's you should good. have been doing that already. Uh, the one that gets me is he recommends honeypots, uh, which, uh, I mean, is John, John's not still on the line, but, of course, John and I wrote, and Ben, too, right? Like, not honeypots, yeah. but stuff you can do in that same vein. I mean, Ben's whole technical segment is a smart honeypot. And, I mean, the author, uh, Roger Grimes, talks nothing about that new technology. Uh, and we're not the only ones exploring it. Uh, Ian Amit is speaking at Black Hat about some sexy defense stuff, as he calls it. Um, so he mentions none of that research. Using non-default ports, as John, you know, Jack rather mentioned, Yep. Um, Installing yeah. custom to custom directories. I mean, that's just like, I, yeah. So like, instead of putting windows in C windows, you put it in win seven. Like what? Or, that's like, so 1998. Dude, I, I, security I put my windows in five. And they're like, oh my God, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> okay, we'll move right along to tar pits. Now, I do agree, tar pits and yes. black hole. Um, what do they call it? Dark IP space. Yes, that's great. That's great that's advice. Good. That's so we, good. So there is one, no, there is no, one not, in there we can all agree that, on. Is not, good. Not good. Not ingenious. Yeah. Okay. It's not ingenious because it's not ingenious. Implies that it's somewhat new. Yes. Network traffic flow analysis. Holy crap, there's a brilliant idea. <laughs> so says Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, shit. How about number These eight? These recommendations oh, are so bad, they make me feel old. Oh, wait. How about, how about number eight? How about number eight? This is great. Screensavers. <laughs> what? Some flying toasters was the greatest <laughs> achievement in computer oh, security ever. Dude, I have I have a friend, Bob. Yeah, yeah, dude, I have a friend that used to like watch After Dark Screenscavers after uh, um, you know, smoking a green herb of some sort and just sit there for hours and watch the various. That oregano is that oregano kicks my butt. Yeah, yeah, oregano. Yeah, yeah. The oregano. Well, now you know he was practicing IT security. Yes, only if the screensaver had a password on it that timed out after a period. Disabling internet browsing on servers. Hold on, hold on. I've got my response to that. Hold on, right here. <laughs> that's what I think of that. Okay, and number 10, security-minded development. I mean, that's, you could almost take away the first, like, one through nine entirely and just write the entire article about an ingenious yes. way to make sure you're more secure. One crazy IT security trick that actually works. Yes. It is not, but it's not great as Hoff, Chris Hoff commented yeah. on Twitter and said, none of these are tricks and none of these are crazy. No. And none of them are ingenious. My challenge, but now see my challenge to blowhards like us is to now write 10 an article IT security that lives are actually... up to the name. Could we actually write one that lives up to the name? Now that we've torn this one apart. We could write uh, 10 crazy IT security tricks. Maybe yeah, not 10 ingenious ones, but 10 that, crazy or, ones. Or, or, or also omitting that actually work. And that are ingenious. <laughs> I think meeting the criteria of crazy ingenious tricks that actually work. That actually work that are ingenious. We could attach a knife to a, uh, a, <laughs> <laughs> a bungee cord and then attach it to our server. 
And yeah. anytime somebody unauthorized tries to access it, wham! You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking... Great <laughs> junk! Great <laughs> circumstances. Do you think the author wrote this from his, like, iPhone and, like, the, the autocorrect did obvious to ingenious? Yeah. Oh, maybe. 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 Could be Ben. That's, that's a good point. Um, well. Maybe we need a cyber army of cyber warriors. <laughs> Christ. You have to, to defend ourselves now? against APT. Jack needs more. <laughs> Jack needs twice. more rum. <laughs> yeah, can you drink again? Is are you okay now? Oh. oh. We had to go there. No, the, you, the you stars can't are slip healing. articles like that past us. That's all I'm saying. Uh. We will find those articles and we will discuss them on the show. Wait, wait. Speaking of discussing articles on the show, Speaking children, of disgusting children warned articles? Na to name pet for uh, should name their pets have eight characters. What? <laughs> Easy so for you to say. Popular pet names: Rover, Cheryl, and Kate could be a thing of the past. Banks are now advising parents to think carefully before naming their child's first pet for security reasons. The chosen name should have at least eight characters, a capital letter, and a digit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm gonna name my next cat? Eat a dick, fuck you, one. <laughs> well, my my cat's name is password one two three. Yeah, there you go. With capital P, Wait, capital P, or lowercase. A capital yep. P and a bang. No, no, at the, the end. A oh, is okay. an a. No, 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 bang. Just. No. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. I was gonna um, say. Also, you know, expectant mothers have been advised to choose carefully when they give birth. Anywhere that. Um, has a place name is uh, to be avoided. There are uh, listed maps which are freely available on the internet. Um, uh, children not to get too friendly with certain teachers. For instance, Miss Smith may be enriching her son's education, but he should try to see if he can't make uh, a favorite of Father or Grinigan Scythe the second. Even though that may mean a lot, saying you know, blah blah blah. So, was this a joke article written on the Onion or something? News Biscuit. News before it happens is what it says. I don't know. Oh, I did see some other stuff around this too that it was like. Did you? I I didn't think it was real. I saw it making the rounds on Facebook. I think it was true. it must have been a serious well, article. I don't think it was. I think News Biscuit is. It, hold on. Well, well honestly, Wait if it's second. on Facebook, you do I know about. Was... Hey, after the after the last after the last story, I'll believe anybody's serious about any nonsense. Wow. <laughs> 10 what? Yeah. No, this is... Uh, oh, this could be number 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Name your pet. No, no, this is a... Listen to the other headlines on the site, and you tell me if it's fake or not. Nation's husband's call for lawnmower ban. Yeah, baby. Uh, poor people to be allowed access to landfill sites at mealtimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's wrong with that? Uh, My hips did lie, admits Shakira. <laughs> wow. Uh, Iran conducts tests of long-range tickling stick. <laughs> I would say it's a, it's a site like the... Uh, so Is it called Stuxnet? Yeah. Jesus. Did Gilbert be USB uh, dropped in the parking lot? Tagged as satire. Uh, giving itself away. Uh, yeah. Still, that was quite fun. Oh, boy. Because that first one was like, somebody's writing, they were like, oh, IT security's bad. Sad face. <laughs> <laughs> Scary enough, though, if it's going around on uh, Facebook, probably a good 50% of, like, your non-technical friends would actually believe, oh, hey, that's a really good idea. 
Oh boy, can't imagine the calls hey, now. Man, I haven't I haven't clicked on anything. Uh, I haven't clicked on anything malicious from you on Facebook in a while. I'm I'm beginning to feel uh, left out. Yeah. Um, I just want to make everybody. Does anyone here have a Sanyo microwave? Anyone? No. Sanyo microwave. There's been an urgent recall. Um, it uh, Sanyo says that has announced that some Sanyo convection grill microwave ovens sold in Target stores stores nationally may cause severe electric shock to the user during operation. Awesome. This is due to some of the printed circuit boards uh, with the internal control panel having electrical contact with the small buttons on the external control panel. Whoops. As the safety of customers is the highest priority, I should have thought of that in your QA process, um, <laughs> Sanyo would like to ask the owners of Effective Model to stop using their microwave ovens immediately bleep, and bleep, unplug... Bleep. Hey, I need popcorn. Bleep, yep. bleep, bleep, <laughs> unplug the power cord. No popcorn for you tonight if you've got a Sanyo microwave. I don't know what that has to do with security, but I thought it was pretty funny. Bleh. <laughs> my sentiments exactly oh, Jack. Shit. Alrighty, Larry what else you got uh, so what else do I've got um, do you assume the everything you post on the internet is public department yeah so Instagram um, remember all what that is, what, is, what is the big deal with Instagram it allows you to take uh, hipster photographs from your smartphone because you can modify them and make them and look all hipster make them look like if, a if you make the mistake of cleaning the lens on your iPhone you can run it through a filter that makes it look like you haven't. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, or or cleaning the lens on your Android device because that's pretty. All right. In any case, but so yeah, the photo taking app that you can do sharing with and all this type of stuff and hipsters and yeah 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 and they got purchased by what Facebook not that long ago or somebody they? they got purchased by somebody and blah blah, blah. Facebook for one. Billion dollars. Wow, that's a lot more than you could buy like Dig Ning in like five other old antiquated social networks for that much. <laughs> and have enough for a cup of coffee at Star a cup of coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> at Starbucks. Or even buy some stock in Starbucks. Yeah. Can you buy yeah. Yahoo? Probably. And Probably. all their passwords. I got all their passwords for free. I hear you can get those for free. That's right. Yeah. On the internet. All right. So the, the big deal is is that uh yeah, there's an exploit there's a bug out there in which you can add anyone as a friend, and by being their friend. You have the ability to see their private photographs. You want to be my friend? You want to see my privates? <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. Because you probably posted them on Instagram and shared them with private Wait, groups. I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, because everything you put on the internet, assume it's public. I just, those aren't my privates. That was for someone else? Yeah, they're your publics. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a grocery store down that south. Can, and they're not just small. They were just compressed. I, I can okay? that could be anyone with that giraffe. <laughs> Trinkage. Trinkage. The water was very cold. Long necks are sexy. Oh my. I think we need more rum. <laughs> Ooh, let him on the show. Oh, shit. I was referring to me, actually. Wow. Uh, I think that's about it. That's all sort of I've got. I know Allison's got a bunch in there and Jack's oh, got one. I didn't refresh. We already, we already. Yeah, I just added them in during the show. I was like furiously reading news articles while you were interviewing. Awesome. So I, I got one here. Facebook scans chats for online predators. I found this article interesting because Facebook actually does that. Uh, apparently they uh, look through automatically scan private chats to find out if old people are talking to young people about sex. I don't know. Interesting. I wonder how that filter works. Yeah, yeah I wonder. Maybe I can make some fake accounts and like I see I if I thinking. can 
Trigger it? See if I can trigger it. And I'll find out if I triggered it because the police will knock down my door and That's shoot right. my dog. At four in the morning. Wow. At four in the morning. You don't you don't have a dog. No, I, I don't have She's a dog. She's not gonna get a dog, the dog, so dog. The police will okay. shoot it. Okay. <laughs> it's a bait dog. The bait dog. <laughs> so I got another one That's here. That's a lot of humping. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't <laughs> don't the Miranda rights require them to provide you with a dog to shoot if you, yeah. don't, if you can't afford one? We will provide one if you cannot afford can't one afford yourself. One. Oh, wow. Uh, I got oh. another one here. Facebook doing virus scans. Uh, maybe this will help with finding patterns in huge scan, uh, spam campaigns, but it probably won't help if Paul hacks my account. Paul can have all my beer and all my stuff. Paul 2012, Paul owns. Can you explain this? Who's Paul? Who, yeah. Definitely not me in this story. <laughs> that that Paul's well, way too cool to be me. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently uh, Facebook is noticing certain patterns and they can uh, detect if their users are infected with malware. So we'll see if Facebook starts uh, maybe locking people out if they're infected or something like that. Is that something that was posted to the non-real Paul Asadorian account? Is there an... Oh, yeah, I don't know. No, like, no, no, no. It's the the Facebook member had the... Where you could register for Facebook.com forward slash. Yeah, that's what someone stole. Somebody grabbed Paul.com? Yeah. So lame. It is lame. You should file a complaint. Report them. Well, anyone can figure out who it is. You could pose as a 13-year-old girl and, and then exactly. send them a message. Yes, Paul Hogland. <laughs> as his name it's gets easy. read on the show. Easy. Yeah. Well, well, when I, when I was searching for Paul.com Paul on Skype, there was, there was you and there was somebody else. And I was like, I, I can't live in a world with two Paul.coms. No, nah, you was, call him? He was in Germany, Did so it was like, you know, probably plus six at that point, so... Gotcha. Wait, wait. Was was he live? Can we call him you now? Call him up now. I think we should. Ah, Sprechen Sie English. So, All right. So while Dave's looking him up, what Can do we got for other? Yeah, dark comet Trojan. Uh, shocked and surprised that his malware is used for evil purposes, and then he kills the project. What? What was he selling it for? for he wasn't legit? selling it. It was just like a free Trojan. You can uh, download this program and they monitor. They free Trojans in high school once. <laughs> wait, wait. So, monitor wait, wait, wait. So then it wouldn't be a free Trojan. It would be a free system administration tool. Yeah. Right. Remote access. Yes. T. Yo, yeah. T can stand for something else then. Tool. Yeah. That's right. Remote access tool. Um, and Dark Comet was used by a lot of... Uh, Low-skilled people that couldn't code their own tools. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So here's another article. Uh, Semantic says that small businesses are not confident about their security. And uh, I found it kind of interesting because it kind of... Because Semantic was right about something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like a landmark moment there. <sighs> but it's like... Uh, <laughs> Small businesses, they have to face... This show, never sponsored by Symantec. <laughs> in the past or in the future. Oh, boy. Oh, well. <clears throat> Are you calling him, Dave? I, I can't find him. Oh. Call up Symantec. I don't want to catch anything. I I may have... Neither does Symantec. <gasps> I may have said very bad things about... <laughs> they uh... don't catch anything either! Uh, I mean, since they're never going to be a sponsor, I mean, why not? No guffaw. I, I may have been dressed as Santa Claus at an ISSA meeting, giving a talk one time, trashing Enrique's <laughs> Sa 
<laughs> and only, only to see um, that Semantic was like a platinum sponsor of ISSA. And I almost felt bad for that. Is but, that the secret, though? If you dress up like Santa Claus, know, it I, doesn't matter what you say. Everyone thinks you're happy and jolly. Oh, I had people walk out on me. Believe oh. me. <laughs> just, all those people from well, Semantic. First of, that's first of all, tried, I, I want, asked them to sit on my lap and talk about the first thing that pops up. <laughs> I want you to picture <laughs> in what world it makes sense. Boy, that guy's wife was pissed. <laughs> in, in what world it makes sense to have Chris Nickerson and me at your holiday... <laughs> That's I like spreading holiday cheer. <laughs> just I can just picture it. <laughs> Jack like bad Santa with the bottle of hard liquor. Nickerson like Dress- puking in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, the party now. Fuck <laughs> 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 PCI. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, spreading holiday well, yeah. cheer. Well, Another you, thing you, not you basically described every bean right. sack ever. <laughs> And uh, just uh, sent me uh, uh, a message. It's Stefan Esser, S Esser dot interview dot Paul dot com. Oh, that's I thought it was. Hold on. So he Stefan Esser apparently set up a a specific Skype account for that for 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 the interview. That's cool. Yeah, very much. So, uh, Allison, just really quick, we've got about three minutes. Uh, okay, well, here's the last article here. .NET Framework Tilde Character Denial of Service. <laughs> you can basically use a tilde character to destroy Windows. Not, not destroy, just temporarily <laughs> disable. Wait. Temporarily, but, you know, it's funner it to say better destroy. better when it's destroy. Yeah. 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 So, but so, that, uh, is, that is assuming if Windows users can find the tilde character on the keyboard. <laughs> So yeah. It says click here for the advisory, then it says click here to take down random Microsoft site. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and uh, your story number seven, Allison, is one that that Go ahead. Oh yes. Uh, NSA off. chief says today's cyber attacks amount to greatest transfer of wealth in history. And uh I found it kind of interesting because they thought that was a greater transfer of wealth than like the bank bailouts or yes. like the wars <laughs> or uh, yeah, any of Instagram. that stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. Or the purchase Dig. of Dig. Uh, and, I bought a uh, coffee today, and coincidentally, that was more wealth transfer. It came yeah. with a free Dig. Yeah. <laughs> it came with a free Dig. You were the lucky 1,000th customer for the day. The uh, guy behind me got Ning. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and all I got was a bunch of Yahoo passwords. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Oh, that was pretty good. It's like zing, zing, zing. <laughs> mental note from now on: more rum during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to laugh, only listen to the last like fifteen minutes of the show. Oh my. <laughs> that was good rum, by the way. Uh, Is it good? That's good. Rub it in. Rub it in. Rum it in. Well, I you want me rum to rub in. rum in <laughs> where? Ben? Well, if you had video, maybe. But. When you come down next time. When you. We'll make yeah. it happen. We'll make it happen. We'll, next yeah, we'll time. make it. We'll make it happen when you come down here. Okay. Oh, don't worry. I can't have any either. I have to work tonight. No fun. Oh, oh, you'd better turn the camera away from her then. I'm... It's evidence. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing anything we'll just, at all. You know what we'll do, Allison? In post production, it'll just be blurry. Be blurred like out. A, a yes. great big black square. Yeah, it'll be a black square. Over the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, boy. Anyway. Oh my. Well, you're not doing it at work. Yeah. Not at True. work. Yeah. Just just a few minutes before. That's Nothing all. wrong with that. Okay. I'll have a coffee. It'll be fine. Twelve. <laughs> It'll have rum in it. <laughs> no, no. Allison switches over to wild turkey during work. Yes. Wow. Very nice. All right. With that, we'll take a short break. Come back and wrap up the show. And we're back here just to say goodbye. We've got two discount codes. One for uh, Core Impact. Yep. Impact BSG. And one for 44 Con. Yes. And the one for 44 Con is... There's a link in the show notes, There's too. a link in the show notes. The one for 44 Con is uh, 44Con-2012-Paul.com-AE547BD. Bravo Delta. That's or my, use the link in the show notes. That was my password for Yahoo. I know. <laughs> was it also your dog's name? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. We call him BD for short. So hope to see everyone at DEF CON. Black Hat. B-Sides. Black Hat Training. Vegas. B-Sides. We're in Las Vegas. Vegas. Coming up. One more show next week. And I, unfortunately, I will not be able to get a Mohawk at DEF CON this year. Why? Because I am leaving directly from DEF CON to go to a client site. Oh, that's no excuse. I, you could just shave the rest off. I got a haircut the other day, too, so it's kind of <laughs> short. So. Oh, I was looking forward to the. Yeah. You know, I shaved my hair into a, a Mohawk when I was cutting it the other night. Yep. And I, I, like, popped my head in, and my wife and my son were in the bedroom. And I'm like, so should I get a Mohawk at DEF CON? And my son's like, you look silly, Daddy. <laughs> my wife's just like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I won't be getting a Mohawk at DEF CON. So, can, Jack, can you get a beard hawk? He could, but he won't. <laughs> I actually was amusing this morning on uh, Twitter. People were looking for a good tuxedo shop and a barber in Vegas. And, of course, I spend so much time in Vegas. It's like, yeah, Jerry's way out on uh, Flamingo, way out west, and uh, Gerardo's Classic Barbershop on Spring Mountain. What else do you need to know about Vegas? <laughs> you know, I got a great lawyer and a good real estate agent in Vegas, too, if you're interested. And somehow my wife says I spend too much time in Vegas. I don't know. I'm going to get a mohawk, but it'll be in my pubic hair. I was just going to say. <laughs> wow. Landing strip. Oh, you were thinking that, weren't you? I was thinking that, yeah. All right, that's disturbing. Uh, if you're going to do it, the only way you can do it is to pluck and not shave. Oh, ow. <laughs> just like John Waters. All righty. Well, oh. thanks, everyone, for listening. Ben Jackson, thank you very much for appearing on the show. And, and yeah. Carlos, too. Is Carlos there too? Oh yeah. yeah, Carlos is there. He's little. He's tiny. Whoa. He's under Jack. Uh, he's under Jackson. Where is hey. he? Wow. I'm here. There. Thanks, Carlos. Wait, we love you, Carlos. We love you, Carlos. Actually, Paul's not waiting. He's scratching his head to you. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't stab okay. us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't stab us. Yeah. We we, we we love you, Carlos. <laughs> no problem. No stabby stabby. No stabby stabby. No stabby stabby. In the, game. the pliers are okay though. Take yeah, us yeah. out. Over and Carlos.
in London, 